Teddy Roosevelt. You would start that way. <laughs> welcome to Salty Dogs Podcast. Yes, welcome. Season two, episode three. Yeah, man, we're about to take the Ferrari ride into truth, dude. Wow. <laughs> With we're two just of gonna, my two hands down, down. Hands down, two of my favorite all time. All time. <laughs> all time. Wow. Great. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a, I mean, all time. All mm. of it. Well, Jeff, Jeff, Jew, it. Jeff Jew, it was my first pastor trading card. I got his rookie. I got his rookie card coming yeah. out of Illinois. Yep. And uh, right, right. man, this guy is just really racked up the the hits yeah. over. Yeah. For Not the Hall of Fame. Since <laughs> Hall of Fame. Got, got Hall of Famer yeah. sitting at the. Imagine if that were mint a, condition. Yeah. Yeah. Mint. No, condition. I follow Paul. No, I follow Apollos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> no, we man, uh, awesome, awesome. Um, I'm I'm just looking forward to right now. Yeah, we're, we're about to. <laughs> I'm still looking forward to this moment. Yeah, we're about to call down fire from heaven to consume this village, bro. Wow. Uh, yeah. Which village? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the village of the misunderstanding of the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of the <laughs> yeah, Christian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So at the table this morning, um, we've got Pastor Jeff Jewett and um, Senor. I don't know why I always do that with your name, yeah, Senor Sam McVeigh. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just. Well, I'm older I think, than you. I think it's so. the alliteration. So like, is that what se- it is? Senior Sam. Wow. It makes no. it. Yeah. That's it awesome. makes your name a little. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. yeah. And you're kind of ethnic. So. That, I don't know what yeah. That means. So it just comes <laughs> yeah. out of me right. every now and then. You know, just that. That <laughs> pick of Jews. That half Hispanic. When you part play of that just, ethnicity card. Yeah. It must yeah. be nice to play that yeah. so, so early. I shouldn't have. Yeah. So so Jeff, uh, just remind us who you are. You were with us last season for two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Jewett. I'm kind of Jewish too. Wow. Um, yeah. Ethnic. Jewett. Ethnic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> little, little, little Jew. Yeah. Um, Jewett. Um, but uh, I'm from, uh, <laughs> it's diverse here. Yes. Um, I'm from, I'm from Derby and uh, pastor in there. If your if your last name were Spanish, you'd be Juito. Juito, little, little Jew. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For all my Spanish brethren out yeah. there, <laughs> brethren. <laughs> and I'm about as gringo as they come. Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, uh, in Derby yeah. and uh, yeah. pastor in the church, and he tries his hardest to shepherd me, but. <laughs> You're the elusive lamb. I, uh, yeah, that uh, one. Yeah. Lamb chop. Wow. Um, <laughs> numerous, <laughs> numerous. Falling off cliffs. Yeah. Getting yeah. snared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got bit by a wolf again today, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Care for my leg. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, mm. yeah. We have mutton on a regular basis, thanks to Casey. <laughs> yeah. so. That's good. No, no. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff's great. You're a teacher of the word, a lover of the people of God. Amen. Most of them. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I always set him up for that one. That's so, good. And then we have Sam. Yeah. Sam McVeigh. Here I am. Disciple Nations. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, I um, lead a mission called Disciple Nations, and we're a mission team committed to spreading the supremacy of Christ everywhere by igniting spirit-filled movements of disciple-making and prayer. And prayer. That's yep. the little tagline. Yeah, so Sam so. was on one time last uh, last season. Mm-hmm. So actually, it, you were I think you were on episode or season one, episode three. I was this, the third. And this is season two, episode three. So that's interesting. Kind of interesting. Oh, well, yeah, those are, those are my two favorite podcasts from last season was Jeff's <coughs> and mm. Sam. Yeah, we, so for sure. We if you really fire times there. Mm. So. If, you've not, if you've not heard these guys before, yeah, heard go those back, episodes, man, go back, listen to take a listen, yeah. and then, yeah, we'll dive in. So <clears throat> excited. We can, we can banter and, and witty our way through this thing. You, you know we're funny. We know we're funny. We don't have to prove ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's um, not what we've been doing. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so really in, in considering these topics, 
um, at first I wanted to, um, to kind of get you guys around the table to talk about discipleship and just kind of over the last week that has shifted just a little bit. Hmm. I listened to a couple of other podcasts and, and I was listening to a podcast and these guys were talking about, uh, their, their topic was how to hear from God. And, um, in the title of their podcast, it was like our most controversial podcast ever. And so I, of course I listened to it and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's controversial <laughs> only because I highly disagree with you. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, anyways, they, they just started talking about the role of the Holy spirit and, and what he does and doesn't do. And these, these were the statements they were, he, they were making. He does this and he doesn't do this. Mm. And uh, I'm like, man, they're pretty hard stance on that stuff. And so I just got to thinking, well, what is the role of the Holy spirit? And when, when you look at scripture and then maybe you, and the way they interpret scripture. And then I look at my experience and the way I interpret my experience. I'm like, well, that doesn't line up. And so I think that maybe some people don't fully understand or they have a misunderstanding or maybe I'm wrong. I don't even have, I don't, I don't yeah. even think I have a problem. Yeah, so, so I thought, it, you know, so I thought let's tackle it. And yeah. so what I want to do is I want to start uh, by reading out of John 16 mm. Oof. and John um, is my favorite. Mm. let me see here. So 26. Okay, so hold on. So in John 15, and let me just read this and then I'll flip over to John 16. John 15, 26 and 27 says, when the counselor, so this is the uh, Christian standard, I think, that I'm reading from. When the counselor, so they call him counselor, the one I send you to, uh, the one I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth, who proceeds from the father, he will testify about me. So we see that the counselor testifies of, of the father. And then it says, you will also testify because you've been with me from the beginning. So then John 16, this is, this is a, a larger chunk that I think is going to maybe help pave this uh, or be the foundation for the way that we go this morning. So it says, nevertheless, and this is ESV. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Wait, no, Jesus, we want you with us. Oh, it must have been so awesome to be around with Jesus. And Jesus says, no, it's better. Right. It's your advantage. That's trippy. Right. That I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, so ESV says helper, mm -hmm. will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Mm -hmm. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the rule of the world is, I think I just lost myself, 11. The rule of this world yeah, is Yeah, finish judged. reading it for me. Uh, <clears throat> because the ruler of this world is... Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak mm -hmm. and he will declare to you the things that are to come and he will glorify mm -hmm. me for he, <clears throat> for he will take what is mine and declare it all or declare it to you. All that the father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take uh, what is mine and declare it to you. Right. Whoa. Damn. Whoa. Right. <coughs> right. Right. Um, right. Whoa. <laughs> Where do and we start? <laughs> I know. And then, and so even in, if you jump over to first Corinthians chapter two, we've got this, um, it, Paul's talking about revelation of the wisdom of God by the spirit in him and that only those with the spirit can discern and understand the things of the spirit. Yeah. And he says we have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, it's interesting that he also quotes, um, 
the Old Testament says what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, uh, the things that God has in store for those who love him. He says, but we know these things. So there's a mystery, but then they were revealed by the spirit in them. So we've got counselor, we've got helper, we've got revealing things to come. Guide. We've got testing or testifying to you of, about me. Mm-hmm. This is the role of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so let's just talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Like some of the things that jumped out, what is the role of the Holy spirit in the life of the believer? That's awesome. Can we talk about who he is? Absolutely. Building into that. Sure. Right. So yeah. my first, you guys go. <laughs> our first little piece of information about him is the second verse of our Bible, right? So the first time we see him, the Holy Spirit is hovering. hovering. Yeah, that Hebrew yeah. word is, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an active word. It's like he's vibrating. He's full of just power, ready to go. <laughs> it's actually the same word that's used of a hen right. getting ready to lay an egg. Right. Wow. So on this mass messed right. up place, waiting for the word of God to be said so it's the you know let there be let there be activates the exact so he's Yahweh I guess is what I want to start with he is in the Godhead Mm -hmm. and that's real important for us to know so you've got father son and Holy Spirit the father's willing things the son is speaking things and the Holy Spirit's executing and so we see him executing and then and just a quick little brief from my perspective and Jeff you jump in but then we'll see him intervene and come on right prophets and special agents of God for moments of time exactly in the Old Testament yeah and yeah. on them to empower them <laughs> right. Samson to knock down pillars prophets to prophesy the only place that's in is when they're building the temple and Beelzeel. I don't know how to say that guy's name, but they're, they're filled with skill, but it's still mm-hmm. kind of on them as a talent mm-hmm. to accomplish a skill. But that's the, so, so, uh, so maybe in the old Testament, it's on and the, uh, in the new Testament, it's in. in. Well, that's, what's going to get crazy. Okay. Which is glorious. <laughs> Here we this go. This is where. Vroom, vroom. I mean, it really Ferrari. is going to get crazy. But, 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 the, but the, the prophets began to speak and mm-hmm. whisper, if you will, hint mm-hmm. to a new dispensation. Uh, sorry to use that word. But a, a new season of the Holy Spirit. Um, so Joel's going to prophesy. You know, that um, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit. Spirit. On all flesh, oh, okay, okay, okay. On, not on yeah. individuals, right, right? And they will prophesy, and so that's what he proof texts that they're not drunk on Pentecost Day. Is this is what's happening right now? Well, these people are speaking in tongues, speaking languages that are known. So I just want to say that when so when Jesus then shows up and he's you know being baptized, the Spirit comes down like a dove, and Jesus is operating by the power of the Spirit. So the Spirit's right. active in creation, Old Testament. Old covenant stuff into new covenant on the ministry of Jesus. I just kind of want to set that up before we kind of move into his activity in the believer's life. Yeah. So his death and resurrection, if I might just real quick and then I'll say, so like this is my favorite. This is arguably one of my favorite top three. <laughs> so um, all time, all time. But when he ascends, Peter, Peter will say in that sermon on Pentecost. And so he, has, he died, resurrected, ascended to the right hand of the Father, and received the Holy Spirit, which I always joke, that's a video I want. What was, when <laughs> what was it like? Yahweh the Father yeah, gives him the resurrected Jesus, the Spirit, and now pours out what you now see and hear. Yeah. I mean, it, there it is. That's a new I, visitation. Yeah, on the I often wonder, well, what, it, what was it like? What did it look like before the Spirit was poured out? Like, yeah. was everything like drab? Was it, was it I, don't, I don't know. <clears throat> Like, what was it, how, what was it, what it must've been like to, to have seen the pouring out and like to experience something new. <clears throat> Cause it was, he wasn't 
like he said, he wasn't poured out. It was then. it was literally something no no one no had, one ever had seen. seen. It had it, never it, happened it, in planet Earth ever. Right. Right. ever. So what was it like before? That's what I want to know, man. Like, <laughs> what was what like? What was it like before before the spirit was poured out? Like what were people like? You know what I mean? Everything was a shadow. Yes. Um, uh, part of what the Holy Spirit's role <laughs> is is the embodiment of His presence in the temple. The yeah. temple, the the place of the temple has changed mm-hmm. entirely. Yes. Um, you go back to Genesis. Mm-hmm. You have you have that Godhead functioning in creation, yep. and you have this creation that's set to um, uh, to function like this place where heaven and earth, where where two realms are coming Collide. together. Wow. Um, sin, of course, destroys that, right. and there's now this gulf. And so now we have the tabernacle. God's presence dwells in the tabernacle. Then you have Ezekiel 10. God's presence leaves right. um, the temple. Um, there is the captivity. There is the return. There is the rebuilding of the temple. God's presence was never back there that mm. we're aware of. Yeah. Right. And so now in the New Testament, you have the Holy Spirit descending. And that that thing that creation was supposed to be is now the the inhabited Christian, if, if I know that's a, an anachronism, the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? The temple of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> uh, yes, I mean, the new temple. That's, us. This is us, yeah. yes. and and that's what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is the Shekinah glory of God dwelling yes. in us, not mm-hmm. just on the lid of our life, yeah. um, but dwelling in us. <sighs> I love uh, I love Saint Augustine's take on the Trinity. Mm. Where he says, God the Father is love. Um, love always needs an object to direction. And God the Son is the object of that love. He's and the, the love. Is the, is the love and, between them. Yeah, yeah. is the love. Mm-hmm. And now this love inhabits us mm-hmm. um, on all flesh, on all flesh. Yeah. Um, so so Old dwelling. Testament, you're living with law. Right. You're living with an, an, an ought to on you. That sucks, man. Talk about God. Try to live for God. Impossible to do. Right. right. <laughs> and now you've got God in us. I mean, he, the Holy Spirit is the Christ, you know, I, uh, Galatians 2.20. I no longer, I've been crucified with Christ. I right. no longer live, but Christ lives in, in me. me. The Christ me. living in me is He's the person of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So John 7, on the la- uh, nearing his crucifixion, he'll say, if you remember this passage, John seven thirty seven. on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who's thirsty come to come me and to drink. Me. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. Man, this is what, dude, Sam, I, I've been on that for a long, for the past four or five weeks, just that, just flowing from it. So this man, is we're on the, the right key track, dude. I'm so getting, excited, bro. Revival to me is getting us, getting the wells unclogged, if yeah. you will. And man, I, and I just been meditating on that as well, like <clears throat> being centered in Christ. And when yeah. you, when you receive from Christ, it should be flowing from within you, like, yeah, flow, like not it's flowing to and through. Right. And like, I was thinking about a river, right? When I flew to India, I flew over the Nile hmm. and you can see in a barren wasteland, right? There's this fertile green yes. streak or just crack right. in, in the land. Right. And like, hmm. it's a life giving entity flowing into that land. And so like water flowing through you, it should be giving life to everything around you. Yeah, that's right? really good. So, so John will describe hmm. when Jesus says this, he'll say by this, he meant the spirit. Mm-hmm. When you summon the living way, he'll clearly say for those who believe in him later were to receive up to that time the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not been glorified for whatever it's worth in the Greek the word the word given's not there was not so he 
meaning he had not yet been. Mm-hmm. That's really what that's really what is going on there is the spirit in this way, an inward reality that flows up out of the believer has not manifested or been on planet mm-hmm. Earth. And so we're in a new when we talk about the life of the believer mm-hmm. is we're talking about a new way that we receive right. and that he manifests in our lives. Mm-hmm. Very personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think um, kind of the way that I wanted to to move this thing a little bit. Um, I wanted to dive into the topic within this topic of what that this actually looks like um, and how it's fleshed out. So how do we know? So like in, in John sixteen thirteen, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. So into all truth. So how do I know that I've been, that I'm being guided into all truth for, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you. So I can hear the declarations of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. And so then there's, that's interesting. It's mm-hmm. almost as if he's saying, he's going to show you some things that are going to happen. And, and it's almost as if it's like future telling. Yeah. And then a lot of people think when, when we consider prophecy, we think it's like always future stuff. It's not always future stuff, not a, but we get no. visions, we get dreams. And sometimes those things we're like, I've seen this, this has happened. So mm-hmm. how do we know? And what does that look like in the life of the believer? Because, and, and so we'll just put it out there. So when, when you're saved and you get yourself around other Christians, they'll say, well, are you reading your Bible? Or are you praying? Yeah. And so it's as if the scripture is the way you hear from God and praying is the way that you talk to God. Mm. But here scripture's telling us that the Holy spirit will speak to us the things about the father and guide us in the truth. And so there's a hearing that happens. So does that hearing happen always within the context of, or not like always with your Bible open or sometimes not with your Bible open or, and and so these are some of the things I want to tackle because this is what some of the other podcasts was talking about. Like, you know, go ahead. We all know the doctrines like solo scriptura and, you know, scriptures, everything we need and this, that, and the other and so I just want to I just want to dive into some of that. That's stuff. Really, like, and I think on in the topic of on all flesh, even unbelievers, right? Um, and I think that people can manifest that gift of prophecy without even being a Christian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there, I've known people that you know, like premon, they call it premonition, or or they have these different words for it. So they're enacting on a spiritual principle, or they're being guided by a spiritual principle. They're just not calling it God. They're calling it. So, they're attributing it to something else, right? That's interesting. Well, yeah, this is the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of the unbeliever. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, before well, just... we verge off into some new age weirdness. So <laughs> I know that's not what right. you were doing, but, you know, but I, what, can we add, talk about how the believer right. gets? You, we're not yeah. born believers. Right, yeah. right. So, right. Jeff, how do we get the yeah. Holy Spirit? Yeah, you know, this is, um, we talk, we're, we're talking about fruit. We're talking about fruit of the Spirit. Okay. When we really, okay. we haven't dealt with coming to life. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you got to start there. Um, yeah. I, I think of a coroner, a professional coroner doesn't go to the side of the road, um, where there's been an accident and look for signs of death. Uh, what they do is they look for signs of life. And if the signs <laughs> of life are absent, they declare them dead. Wow. Um, so when we're talking <laughs> about the Holy spirit, it's like darkness being the absence of light, not darkness being a presence. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't check off and go, okay, they look dead because they're doing this. They look dead because they're doing that. No, they don't look alive. Yeah. Um, and so when we talk about the Holy spirit, that's where we start. Um, we're looking for signs of life. Um, before we talk about fruit, 
we've got to we've got to deal with the signs of life, even in in trees. Um, you don't deal with fruit until the tree is somewhat mature. Yeah. Um, so before we start talking about prophecy and these things, um, we've got to make sure that there is a real life that's dwelling in us and that something profound has happened. So the question is, is what does that look like and how does that happen? One thirteen was saying, having believed, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit. So we would all believe, we would, would we agree, everybody born, every baby born is born in Adam, mm-hmm. born right. without the Holy Spirit. Right. right. Though they get convicted in what you were, and we'll get to, that there are influences of the Spirit and of other spirits. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that can happen in a human being's life. But ha- right, the way you right, receive right. the Holy Spirit, not just the influence of him impacting, keeping, blah, 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 drawing, wooing, is you receive him on the inside as you are the gospel. Hmm. You believe upon the blood atonement of Jesus, his resurrection. And when I confess and believe hmm. that I'm sealed, I'm made new. That's the new creation. That's regeneration. The, yeah, right? regeneration. Right. All those terms, right? Coming right. inside yeah. us. Yeah. So he dwells in us then and is inside us. But then, so there's Ephesians 1, 13, we'll talk about being sealed coming in, but Ephesians 5, 18, we'll talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so those two dynamics, two believers. So, so you, so <clears throat> scripture delineates mm-hmm. between a sealing and a filling. It does. I okay. believe so, sealing happens once uh-huh. when I'm born again. Filling is my, continual. Yeah. So yeah, that's help, the flow, right? Help me understand then. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think this leans to this Jesus. There's there's uh, a part where Jesus breathes on them and says, "Receive ye the oh, Holy Spirit." Mm. And then Acts one eight, he said he says, "Go and wait, and you'll receive the Spirit." So did they or didn't they receive it when he breathed on them? What was let, that? I'll let Jeff take this one. Right. Number one, I don't think, I, I think you're dealing with a theological picture more than you are a chronology um, in scripture. I, I, I think we'd be doing a disservice right now if we crammed John 20 with Acts 2. Interesting. Um, th- those are the two. Because it feels like there's a connection there. Yeah, but but the connection is to the gospel itself, is to John itself. Um, it, all throughout John, he's been dealing with light and darkness, with um, this concept of new creation and recreation. Um, there's seven miracles in the book of John. It culminates in John chapter 11 with Lazarus's raising. That's the seventh miracle, right. seven days of creation. It begins with um, the new wine in the vessels in John, in the, in the first part of John, Jesus's first message or first miracle. And so he's starting something new. He gives us the outline for it. It's going to dispel death. And then he dies and he's raised. Here's the eighth miracle in a sense and his resurrection is not it, 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 it's a new day it's a day eight in a, in a sense of the creation and it's hmm. this idea that something that creation itself is starting from scratch remember the way John begins yes. in the beginning was the word, word. Uh-huh. he's taking us back to Genesis it always goes back to Gen- back to Genesis mm. and so now wow. in John 20 here he appears with this new life where death no longer is even a factor Dang. and um, and he says and wow 
and he comes to his wow. disciples. And remember on day six, God formed humanity from the dust. Yeah. So now he's before his disciples. What did God do with the oh, he breathed, breathed, he breathed into, into them? Oh, right. Now Jesus is breathing over them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. He's bringing them to life. Wow. And it's full because John's full of <laughs> prophetic metaphors, right. whether it's living right. water or eat my flesh right. or it's light and John darkness. Full, yeah. So yeah. it's a prophetic metaphor that's happening in that upper room. Wow. I just got school. I can't. I, yeah. What am I? I just do, got I don't, what am I doing here, dude? I don't, Are you guys even saved? I just want to. <laughs> anyway, I'm just. No, anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's that's really interesting. Sealed, not filled. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so I've seen the connection to Genesis, obviously, in John 1, but I've never thought about seeing it through the entire, woven through the entire book of John. Yeah, so, oh, that's but, but I say that to say, don't, here is a, a theological and robust story that's being told in John that I don't think is meant to be crammed into Acts. Right. Um, are they two different events? Uh, I guess if we look at this literal, this literal thing where we have to take it in rote black and whites, um, where everything has to fit together seamlessly, then, then yes. But I think we need to look at this a little more, um, a little more allegorically. I'm not saying scripture is an allegory or. Are you a liberal? I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, um, um, but, but the event of acts of acts. Um, eight and Jesus talking about it in Acts one eight, you will receive power. Yes, uh-huh. um, is different than the event of it John. It has not 20. happened yet. Right, he is not at the right hand of the Father pouring out the right. Spirit. Yet. Right, right, uh, He's bringing so them to life. Yeah. He's bringing them to life. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, That's right. It's a new day. That's right. So yeah, so back to being sealed and then being filled. Oh, that kind of. Yeah. Rhymes a little bit, doesn't oh. it? That'll make a good Baptist sermon. Yeah, right yeah. Sealed and filled. That'll preach. <laughs> yeah. Those are not necessarily the same thing to me. Yeah. And we can talk <clears> about <throat> it. I, sealed is the incoming of the spirit, the transformation, the regeneration um, that's in my inner man. Mm-hmm. But that filled yeah. Yeah. is an over and over so, kind of thing. Yeah. So, so, okay. So maybe even more on a more foundational level, since we won't jump into like prophecy and those kinds of things. So I'm unbeliever Joe. I hear the gospel. I believe in Christ. I'm then sealed and, and then I'm then filled. What begins to happen in my life and how is the Holy Spirit responsible for those happenings? You can't say I'm then filled. You're always saying I'm being filled, being filled. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. You're done and sealed. That's not over and over and it's complete, mm-hmm. but you're being filled, be, being, being filled. filled. Yeah. But so what the regenerate, if you're the ceiling, um, puts me into the place in Christ where I can possess the identity over 200 times right. in Christ, in Christ, in right, Christ, right. Paul's favorite, his motif. Right. So he's in Christ and I, all the benefits of inheritance are mine. The experiential possession of that is me being filled and it right. walked in my life. So Galatians five sixteen. if we walk according to the spirit, we would not gratify the desires of the flesh. flesh. So that's a being filled spirit uh, Our singing and making in spiritual songs is really in that mm-hmm. verse where there's yeah. edification, where we're singing his praises and we're so holiness, power for witness, power and relationships to walk out the kingdom are all ensuant upon us being filled, mm. if you will. Yeah. And so I need that experience. Does that, so does that mean that a believer can be sealed and not be acting by the spirit? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. yes. We've all been the lab of that. And isn't, yeah. and isn't that yeah. part like, so I keep going back to this flow, right? So you were like, we're being filled, right? Yes. Is that not the water Jesus is talking about? Yes. And so when you, you are actively either not 
or you are drinking from that fountain so that it yes. can flow through you. Right. That's, by, that's in a sense, in a different term, walking by the spirit is partaking in that drink, right? Exactly. In the, in the constant drinking. Source is always the issue with the creature. Yes. The creator mm-hmm. never needs a source. He's never right. got a, he's never hungry, never sleep, but the creature must eat. So that's always the temptation. The temptation was around eating in Genesis three. And so it is to Jesus in Matthew four, right. you know, it's a, it's around this issue where you source. So there's two trees. Are you coming from the tree of knowledge of good and evil independent from God? Or are you living from the tree of life? life. Right. Dependent yeah. upon and, him. And so Jesus, he says, I have food that you know nothing about. Yeah. Cause he, the source. He's yeah. the, in him yeah. is life and that life is light. He is the like, tree of life. Eat. He's the tree of life that we got to eat. You have no life if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood. Dang. You know, I mean, it's, the, we got to teach believe when I disciple people, I say, I'm going to, yeah, I'll teach you some Bible, but I want to teach you how to eat his flesh and drink his blood. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. This no, is a huge that's, deal. That's a big deal. Yeah, because even, deal. even you're talking about, and it's just kind of that functionality of, of how do we, um, live out and practically apply the things that we learn. So you're saying, well, we need to continually drink. Well, how do you drink? That's a great We need to question. continue to eat. How do we eat? Yes. Because it's not like I can like go to Starbucks and say, yeah, let me get a triple uh, grande Jesus with a shot of mercy I, and then chug it. Wow. Well, that was, that was pretty good. Starbucks. Yeah. Thanks. You have been discipled by yes. this culture. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I, I have I a think, Starbucks cup right in front of me. So I think it's, it's, it's it goes back to, again, to the garden, which was, um, trying to take what was, you know, the, from the, the knowledge of good and evil rather than receive what was already giving. So trying to take is, is your, is from the soul, I think, right? Trying, trying instead of trusting. Exactly. Mm. And so receiving it's by faith. So yeah, by faith only. Because they were walking by faith until that day that the pollution happened in her mind. And that's the, and that's the thing right here. It's that's in between my ears. You know what I mean? That's trying to attain by, by gaining knowledge. They said knowledge is good for the soul. It didn't say knowledge is good for the spirit. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So when you're gaining that knowledge, it's good, but that's not the way that we like, I guess that we, that we receive from the spirit. right? Yes. And they were, Adam and Eve were, you know, buck naked and navelless. I, I'm not sure they had navels, but it doesn't matter. That's not this session, but, um, but they, they were living by faith. They had never seen death. If you eat that tree, you will die. What's that? Death. They were living by faith. Yeah. And, and by faith, we're receiving communion in the day. And I think bellying up to the tree of life. I mean, on a absolutely. Basis. See, there's, there's the issue. The issue is not that they ate at the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The issue is that they weren't eating at the tree of life. Yes. Um, you can't be at two trees at the same time. Right. And when they're kicked out, the judgment is a cherubim are there with flames. Right. So they right. can no be in the garden. Not so it's happy, but so they can no longer eat of, of the, the tree, tree of life. life. They were dead men and women. Right. Walking. Dead and in would, the transgressions. And it would have been eternal death. Eternal. They're and, cut off from the life that, of God. But, but that see, was th- the death. It wasn't physical die right now. My heart stops beating. Breath leaves my lungs. No, That's but it going did, to happen. But it did begin. Um, and it, it began not just in them. It began in all of creation. In all of creation. Yeah. Um, and, and it started leaking out. Um, you know, we talk about source a lot, especially when we talk about streams. Streams. He always says the spirit of God living in us is like streams. It's not a reservoir. Um, the way that you keep a well pure is by drawing from it. Um, uh, it, because the, every bucket that you pull out of that, well, it gets replaced. It gets replaced. And, and our, our, 
our reservoir, if we treat it like a reservoir where we're constantly taking in, 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 in. And never out. Yeah, it stagnates and it becomes it becomes wretched in our yeah, life. Mossy. Um, you don't want to be mossy. No, and I, I think I think the image of source here is best seen. I like word pictures, and it's best seen in Exodus when the rock itself yes. is split open. Um, this is where, how do you explain that? How do you explain water from a rock? Well, you don't. That's for God. That's kind of the whole point. Um, But if you stop drinking from the water that comes from the rock, because you're so amazed that water's coming from a rock, um, you're going to, you're going to miss, you're going to miss out on it altogether. Rock of ages cleft for me. There you go. There's the gospel. There it is. Jesus was broken. So the spirit, yeah, the blood, but yeah, so the spirit would release on us. Right. And see, and now think of Ezekiel 36. I've taken out your heart of stone and I've given you a heart of flesh. And so now we're this split stone in a sense where life is meant to flow through us. But if we're damming it up, we're actually stagnating the spirit. Right. So, so to, so to receive afresh is to give to other people That's right. at all times. Always, 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 always giving. That's what Jesus did. Right. I mean, that, that was the life of his ministry. Well, you need to giving. eat. You need to eat. You need to eat. They said, and he said, my food is to do the, the will, will of him. Right. When he was in, cause this is really, it's living interaction with the father. And as he's doing sonship activity, not law based, yeah. I'm going to be a Messiah well, he's today. He's chilling in his, in who he is. You know yeah. what I mean? I he always, knew who he is. That's why he, they killed him. You know yeah. what I mean? John five nineteen. I only do what I see the father doing. Meaning he was living by the Holy Spirit under the direction of the Father, and it was giving him energy in life. Yeah. I mean, when you really are in the Spirit and you minister, I've so, never seen anybody walk away going, oh, that's oh, dumb. So, so this brings me back to my original question then. Yep. So that was happening for Christ. Yes. And essentially what he was saying in John 16 was the way that I'm interacting with the Father and doing his will and hearing from him, you're going to have the same thing happen by the spirit in you. Well, and this is Jeff, Ish. greater things, greater, greater things, things than this. So yes, yeah, so I believe Jesus laid down his deity. I don't believe he stopped being deity. No. Right. But he operated as a man. He was tempted as a man. He was attacked as a man. He was killed as a man. Philippians he looked too. like a man, but he lived by the, <laughs> but he lived by the power of the Holy spirit. He shows us what humanity can do. Last Adam, what man was, but you know, and he doesn't sin or gets do. it. It's crazy to me that the perfect man mm-hmm. is God. <laughs> yeah. God is so radically committed <laughs> to getting this done. He's going to get Genesis one twenty eight. He's going to use man as a partner mm-hmm. that if he has to become a man, he'll right. do it. Do right. what, man, That's right. He will do whatever he the has to for us. Like, why, why became he, a man. Like that is that to me. And I'm, and I'm crying thinking about it. Like, can you imagine the, the resilience? I mean, the tenacity, I mean, he will stop at no end, but you know, no, like, but what, he, whatever he has, but we have a do. failed, we have a failed view of what humanity is. Mm. Um, we say things mm. like, well, I'm, only human. Um, actually the spirit human is a, is that, that's a, that's an oh, ideal. Yeah. That's that, what you want to be. Yeah. And, and it's the, the spirit filled, the spirit filled person is true human. Yes. Christ came as true human. Um, and, and right now, and this blows my mind that right now, you know, a part of our mandate in creation was to, uh, to have dominion over, not to, uh, not to abuse, not to use up, not to destroy, but to have dominion over, to steward, to, to take care steward, of. Yeah. Yes. And, and in a sense, we were designed, we were created in the image of God as these reflecting, I, I like to think of them as mirrors that right. are set at right. like a 45 degree angle uh-huh. where yeah. God's image, yeah. you look at me, you see out. God, yeah. God looks at me, they see you, he sees you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is our role. Um, we gave up that right. Mm-hmm. We gave yeah. it up. Christ comes 
and he assumes that role. He assumes that right. He ascends to the throne. And right now a human being is sitting on the throne, governing the universe, a human being is running the universe. Yes. Wow. Fully human. A human being um, is in the throne of God. In the throne of God. Ezekiel, see it. I yeah. saw one in the, Daniel, yeah. see it. I saw one like the Son Look of Man like given ever. Yeah. I yeah. saw I mean, it's, a man. This is offensive to Islam, to Judaism. Right. right. There's a man in the Godhead. That's right. <laughs> it's shocking. That's right. It's shocking. That's right. Dang. Glorious. And, and, in, and in Ephesians then, um, we are wow. seated in Christ yes. in the heavenly realm. That's right. So he is truly a mediator. Right. Yes, on the cross, but I mean in the spirit realm. Right. I believe with all my heart the reward of the gospel is not heaven. Heaven's the fruit of the reward. Thank the you. reward is God himself. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God. He's That's the right. reward. Absolutely. I get him and his life back. That's right. That's right. And you got to get that. We got to get centered yeah. that because yeah. we, that decenters us yeah. in a holy way. <laughs> so mm-hmm. amen. I'm about to, I need to scoop my brains off the floor. (laughs) Well, you can't, you can't claim you have God. You can't claim uh, even the things that we say. um, Well, Jesus lives in my heart, by the way. It's we that live in Jesus's heart. Yeah. Yes, um, we've yeah, got sure. that exactly backwards. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, but you can't say any of this if you don't have the very heart of God, which is his spirit dwelling yes. in us. That's yes, right. And that's, that's right. so in a sense. So that's the connection. The spirit yeah. is a con- is the connecting point that puts us in G- in Christ, centered in Christ and Christ centered in us and we centered in the father. It's the just like in the Trinity. Right. Yep. So he's the connection between mm-hmm. them all. So is he not the connection, our connection to God as well? Right. Yeah. Well, he is God. Yeah. So yeah, he is. I, I would say he's the mediating presence. He's the, he's the tangible, me, tangible, weird to say about in the spirit, but mediating yeah. presence of the Christ in us, mm-hmm. our atonement, our life in him and the hope of what we're about to become. Cause we are not what right. we are right. about to become. Exactly. Right. Right. This is not, yeah. Resurrection is going to get us there. We have, we have spirit, even our body and we're walking through walls and stuff like that and riding horses. But anyway, <laughs> uh, flying horses, by the way, but, uh, with, a, ta- gonna, with a tattoo yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. and no navels yeah, no, and <laughs> no navel. Our right. navels disappear. Right. That's yeah. Well, I've meant the horse. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's not helpful. So um, anyway, but I want to say we're like rallying around this issue of having the spirit oh, in us. Man. But how do we hear? Yes. Now yeah. we're there yeah. after finally. Yeah, that's how do I experience question. the spirit? Yeah. How do I hear the spirit? Mm-hmm. Because there's other voices, the enemy, the world spirit, my own voice. How, I think you're kind of asking that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just think, um, so even just having talked about all of this, none of this makes sense to anybody who doesn't have the spirit in them. Absolutely not. They don't get it. How do we talk about, we live by the spirit. We, We eat and drink and smell and discern and in the spirit, we have spiritual eyes, spiritual ears, spiritual heart. We have the mind of Christ. Like, yeah, this, this man, but fully deity came and walked the earth and then you know, did his deal, made a way, completely created a new race, essentially of of people, new creations, right? We're all new creations of Christ. Mm -hmm. So that mind, that heart, um, everything that he is, we have that is scripture tells us, right? We have that mind. Mm -hmm. And so how do we connect with the heart of God and the mind of God and and hear from him? And how do we connect to the greater things Jesus was talking about? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I would say starting from grace, mm-hmm. from my perspective, even the way you ask that question, how do we connect mm-hmm. to me has um, the temptation for an old covenant, uh, meaning yeah. I think I start knowing yeah. I'm connected. Yeah. Paul, Paul's going to constantly say, don't you know, don't, don't you, you know? know? 
You're sleeping with people, suing each other. Don't you know who you are? Mm-hmm. Meaning he comes from a, the apostolic position from my point of view, for those that are believers, operates from a place of position and already finished. Right. And then I'm unpacking the glory of what uh, I have. Yeah. So I begin, that's actually to me the first thing. I don't sit and wait on when I get saved. I'm, I'm waiting, I'm not waiting on him to do a work. He's done a work and I've got to receive that work now. So for me to uh, Romans 5, 17, uh, he who receives the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace will reign in life. We've got to learn to receive by faith as we came to know him as Lord. So continue in him. So I, I guess my point is the, the beginning point for me is my Bible and the apostolic revelation has told me what has happened to me. And I begin to activate my faith and trust mm-hmm. in him, whether so, I feel him or not. So, right. So, and, and crucify me reading your Bibles, not enough. Absolutely. I'm not going to crucify you. It is the father, the son, and the Holy spirit, not the Holy Bible, but the Holy Bible is. And, and, and so the reason I'm asking this question is because it, it has become this go to response to people. And so if I came to Sam, well, Sam would give me a different question and I, or a different answer. And I've said this before, and I think maybe I'm beating a dead horse. I don't know, but <laughs> with no name with no. Yeah. In, <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> Should not mention Oh that. gosh. And it was the only horse in that town. That's a higher level. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like, Oh, you know, I just, I just, man, been having a hard time. I feel like I haven't been connecting with God. Well, have you been reading your Bible and are you praying? And it's always those two things. Always. 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 And, and so then I could go home and open my Bible and read it. And nothing changed. Yeah. I mean, honestly. And so I, what, well, we've had this interaction, you and I and yeah. other disciples. And I, are, yeah. When they start using the word, I ought to, I ought to work my way to get and somewhere. Think, I'm like, we're in trouble right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I draw from experience that that has been the most frustrating uh setback in my, in my walk has yeah. is because they're telling me this is what's going to give you power or victory over your, over your temptations, over the things that are enslaving you. And I went to that and it never set me free. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's yeah. just not going to work. Law, law increases sin. I don't right. care if it's Christianized so, law. Right. Or, yeah. It, it'll call be called the uh, basic principles of the world is another framework. Do not handle, do not touch, do not, you know, do right. not taste, which have the appearance of wisdom, but have no power to restrain sensual That's indulgence. That's what I'm talking about. They yeah. appear and look, that religious spirit looks like it's something. So you brought this up and it's a great point, but we begin with the faith in what he has done and accomplished. Mm-hmm. And then I begin to activate my faith and receive by faith what he has already done and what has already happened inside me. If you're a believer, when you're an unbeliever, you're receiving the gospel as finished. I give up on myself. Bam. Something happens in me. Yeah. It's the same principle when I, I think for sanctification, salvation yeah. and sanctification is me continuing to receive him as my sanctification. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it is experiential. I should see freedom. I, we're not saying you don't do anything. Right. We're just saying it's going to be fruit, not works. Right. And fruit means it's a, it's a response, not a stimulus. You're not the stimulus. You're the response. Mm. And so you are by faith interacting with a living person, living God, a, a living, living God, God that's living inside you. Yeah. Right so now. we, so we get a picture of that, that I believe that interaction with Paul, when he talks about his thorn in the flesh, he said, I asked of the Lord, inquired the Lord three times, take this um, yep. thorn from my flesh. And then, it, and then he says, and he said to me, and if you have, right. And yeah. that what he said, yeah. and then yeah. if you have a yeah. red letter Bible, it's, Jesus's words. And then you even get more words Mm -hmm. from Christ in uh, revelation. Um, 
by John, right? Mm -hmm. So Paul says, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, the living God spoke that to Paul. He didn't read it in Habakkuk one nine, <laughs> you know, he didn't pull out the scroll. Oh, I really need hope right now. That's right. Yeah. So talk about that interaction. How mm -hmm. do we, and, and so Paul knew, yeah, that was, that was Christ that told me that. So how do I know when I'm at home and I'm in the corner, I'm saying, man, Lord, I just need you. And then he says, I'm here. I love you. Yeah. Oh, well, again, back to Romans five seventeen. I think we stink at receiving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not because it's sometimes it's out of, we stink at it because we're so noble and trying so hard. Right. Yeah. And I think there's something about diligence and discipline, but actually the ninth fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-discipline. Mm -hmm. yeah. The Spirit actually produces that in me. So the issue of grace is what is grace? And grace to me, here we are on that. But isn't it that unmerited favor of God that works for you and is manifested in the person of Jesus, in the person of the Holy Spirit? He's working in me to complete what mm -hmm. he's doing. Go, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that we've got a faulty view of Scripture. Um, part of what we've done is there's some bibliology that is occurring in the church. Yes. Right. And right. it's, I, I will say it to some extent, it is a 500 year old um, oh, yeah. idol um, mm -hmm. because we have based our entire dogmatic system on a principle of sola scriptura, which in practice or in, in principle, principle, we can say, okay, yes, but in practice, none of us believes truly. Mm -hmm. How do we get the Bible itself through the traditions handed down to us? We're not sola scriptura yeah. yet. We have made, right. we have mandated this as a necessity of faith. Mm -hmm. Therefore, um, if you've got a problem in your life, it's because you obviously are not going to the Bible the way that you need to go to the Bible. Right. Now, the Bible functions for us. You know, what has God done? Yeah. Okay. The Bible functions for us as the principle of what God does. Mm -hmm. um, so if God is speaking to us and, and, and it just doesn't line up with anything mm -hmm. he's ever said, mm -hmm. we go, no, wait a second. There's a problem here. Yeah. Um, so we do, we, this, this word of God is a word of God. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're not, we're not in any way downplaying or denigrating right. that. No. Right. Um, right. But we've got to understand that when he God, still speaks, he still speaks, <laughs> yes. Yes. he still speaks and he's not going to speak in contradiction to no. what he right. has said. Yeah. Right. And so we go, we keep going back to it, man. We've quoted a lot of scripture yeah. today. Have. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. And we're not going to stop. Right. Um, um, because these are firsthand eyewitnesses right. that we trust yeah. that saw first, that right. carried the faith. And it's like an Ark of the Covenant that's carrying these yeah. cherished and things. They're just giving us the presence is what we need. You know what and I mean? so there, there yeah. are some, there are some who would say, so if I said to you, Jeff, I was at home and I was praying and, you know, I felt like the Lord said, and, and by me, even just using that phrase, I'm then categorized as a heretic because I believe in extra biblical revelation. Mm -hmm. Look at you. It's just always arguing with the cessationist, aren't you? <laughs> you just can't let them go. But it, <laughs> so, but, it, and, and wh why do they respond like that? If scripture is, I mean. It's, it seems as though scripture points to a living God and tells because, them to go for it. Well, it's because they're yeah. modern day Judaizers. Um, this is, this is the equivalent to, um, their hold of scripture or scripture, a hold on them. Um, 
as a way of limiting what God says to them is, uh, is in some way the same as the Judaizers uh, view of circumcision, um, where this has become their whole power base. And as if we, as preachers can hold this as a power over your head, a guilt trip in your life Mm -hmm. or whatever, we've got power. We've got power. I've often said that the same thing that the Pharisees did with the, uh, the, the law and the, uh, the, the prophets. prophets is what some Christians have done with the Bible. Yeah, John, just, John five thirty nine. You think that these scriptures right. save you and have eternal life, but they testify about me. 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 So Ooh. yeah, the, the true shepherd and so, teacher uses the scriptures to get people to Jesus. Yeah. Right. So, so then as, as we, we move into just kind of closing this thing out, we have to close it. Already? Yeah. Sadly Dang, here, here in a little while, 10, 10 or 12 minutes or so okay. help me to then understand the role of the Holy spirit in my life within the context of a healthy relationship with scripture, mm-hmm. but not falling into bibliolatry, which is mm-hmm. idolatry of the Bible, right? Is this what you're mm-hmm. saying? Right. But then still being able to know that I can hear yeah. by the spirit of God in me. Mm-hmm. That's not in contradiction to the word, but it's not, maybe not necessarily something I would also read verbatim in scripture, right? That question was like an Ephesians one, Paul sentence. There was a lot of commas there. Beautiful. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. But first John two nice run on <laughs> first John. Yeah, it was run. On. First John two is going to talk about, you don't need anyone to teach you because the anointing within right. you teaches you. So to me with what you said, it's my favorite response from people when I'm teaching, when they say, I already knew that, but you put it into words or unlocked it in the scripture. And there was an inner witness, meaning I know I'm partnering with the Holy Spirit. Right. I don't want to just give new concepts and ideas because our whole Western culture moves up here. Right. If I can have intellectual, yeah, intellectual assent to a doctrine and a statement of faith that I'm in. No, you're not. You've got to have a heart level transformation. That information is important to get accurate because there's deception, but But it's not the basis though. No. And so many have that, that they, yeah. So for me, uh, the Holy spirit, when I'm reading my Bible, I'm a, I'm a Bible fan. I love my Bible <laughs> yeah, at 10. I'm saved. I get addicted to a King James and a, anyway, I didn't even, these are the thousands and I'm trying to work my way through it. Praise God for that. But uh, I didn't understand half of it, but, but I'm having with. like this interaction in my inner man from my salvation of an inner witness of yes, yes. And because the one who wrote that is inside me, yeah. if that makes sense. So there's this inner witness that's giving me life. Uh, and it's not the necessarily just the concepts; it's the articulation of truth. Yeah. So my mind is beginning to agree with what I already have in my heart. It's an illumination, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. my mind gets calibrated exactly with what already is true in my inner man, and then it becomes light because everything that's illuminated becomes yes. a light. So when people are going "Amen, Amen," and you're teaching, you're preaching, there's something happening, and some, often they're filled with the spirit. The lights are coming on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not because it's a brand new idea, like I just get it just I got illuminated. New concept, yes, and it, there was a connect point, if you will. So yeah. I think I'm answering what you said, but I want people to read the Bible with the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, instead of read the Bible so they can get to the Holy Spirit, because it is His Word. Yes, and He wrote it. He inspired some other right. people like me that were weak, and they, under the inspiration, yeah. wrote it, and I write it, and then I'm like, oh, that's it's just so fun when that happens in you. There's that I, inner witness. We we don't have to dive into this right now, but one of my favorite topics recently is. The difference, bet- it, the difference, if any, mm-hmm. I'll preface that, between Logos, Rhema, and Scripture, because oh. there's difference in, 
and scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would mm-hmm. love to talk about that at some point. Yeah, well, there time, you go. Another session. Yeah, that's, that's right. Good. <laughs> but I think that it's important that we talk about too, is that yeah, I believe that my Bible, who is authoritative, tells me to hear the Holy Spirit beyond. So I mean with a guy, I brought up the word cessationist, who says, a preacher who'd been 30, 40 years, and he tells me, yeah, no more gifts. God only speaks to the Bible. I go, tell me your story. So he starts telling me the story. He says, well, God led me to San Antonio. To oh, did church. he? And I go, oh, really? And he goes, and he goes I was there seven years. And then he, he, he kind of led us and spoke to us to go to, go to Luter, Little Rock. I'm like, wait, 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 can you give me my, your Bible verse on that one? Yep. In your contemporary right. life where it says, thou shalt go to Little Rock. Right. Yeah. And I'm exactly. like, I love your story. Yeah. I actually believe your story. But listen, you're an inconsistent cessationist. Uh-huh. You believe in a living God. Because that's all we're talking about. A living a li- God. A li- yes. He's a living God who speaks and, and his yes. sheep will hear his voice. It's a right. covenant promise. Right. He's no longer, we're no longer waiting on Moses or yeah. Jeff to go up on the fiery mountain. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. We all can hear his yep. voice. Right. And so one of my, one of the um, scriptures that I really talk about a lot when I'm talking about this, this topic mm. with, um, engaging the father through the spirit in us, Jesus says in revelation and, and I'm, I'm with some Bible context guys. So you could probably correct me if I'm wrong in this. We're ready to go. Yeah, go. I know you are. We're sitting so, here yeah, yeah, yeah. so Jesus says, <laughs> so Jesus says, um, if any, if anyone uh, sent the door and a knock, if anyone would open it, I'll come in and I'll dine with him. And a lot of times we use that for like salvation message. Jesus is standing at the door and he's knocking. He's talking to he's talking to the church that's fallen away. Sardis, so what is so what is that like though? Does that mean Jesus? Um, I'm opening the door and you're coming in and dining with me. So I'm going to read my Bible. Like what is that like? What is that experience? That engagement? That interaction like? Hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. You know, it was in the context of uh, lukewarmness, right? And so Laodicea, yeah. and he's like, he can't hit. So he's like, I, I, I know you, and you've got this sense of, uh, yeah, they were deluded about their condition. But, they, but it, it had to do with right. some fellowship issues uh-huh. to me, which is so important teaching a disciple. Because I could teach them my Bible all day long, and they not they miss fellowship with him. They yeah. know union. Union done and accomplished in Christ, but then union experience. I need my leaders and missionaries and folks to know how to walk with the living God. This is going to be the power to their witness. I mean, the bottom being of the Christian faith is I get the Holy spirit. He's, he's the reward. He's a, he, the great missionary. The greatest missionary tool is not, you know, is, is the Holy spirit. The Holy spirit. Be yeah. Wait till you're clothed yeah. with power on from on. I don't yeah. change anything with good speaking or my right. great theology. Mm-hmm. I, it's the impartation of the Holy spirit mm-hmm. power that yeah. transforms right. them and draws them. Yeah. So right. that's, yeah. So that, that's to me is a vital deal of training people. Again, I know I'm on this again, but that's why when you see in some of our context and everybody does it different, but we do lab time in these services. Yeah. We'll teach. And then we're like, okay, now we want to train you right now mm-hmm. in a context of how to hear the Holy spirit in a biblical way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To divide between your voice and the enemy so, voice. So with your Bible close, this happens. Yeah. 100%. It better. The Bible tells you it should happen. <laughs> you're, you're not being biblical if you're not hearing the voice right. of the Holy spirit there, in yeah. your right. life. Right. And yeah. so I think, and the reason I keep like pounding this is because I, I think, and, and, and I know, you know, this, we know that it's an issue that there are people who are um, sincerely chasing after Christ and missing the work of the Holy Spirit in them. And they love him, but they're miss and yeah. they're missing it. Yeah. Well, and I, mean, and I want so badly for people sides. to experience the living God. Well, it's, it's, 
Yeah, it's life changing. Yeah, that's right. Experiencing on, living on God. both sides of the issue, you have people who are who are rigid, but you also have people who go way far out there. And that was another on ex- the Holy Spirit stuff. Uh, the, yeah, like oh, being slain in the spirit, yeah, like exactly. and they, they or, base or being baptized in the Holy Spirit. They, somehow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. there's there's this huge spectrum of way far both let's ways. Let's just put the top, push the top back down on that busting can of worms. Yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah, 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 let's, yeah, yeah. But to be nope, so you got there. left all the way left and all the way right, That's but right. There, it's somewhere in between. There's a center being centered in Christ. Well, yeah, there's you know always I mean? yeah, there's certainly extremes and yeah. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Righteousness mm-hmm. is the relationship. It's yeah. covenant faithfulness with God That's through right. God, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, not after the word of God n- necessarily, mm-hmm. not after the good works by themselves, not after anything else. It's those who hunger and thirst after the relationship with Jesus Christ through the power of the spirit for they shall be satisfied. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier, Jason, you had said something that, you know, the world does not understand this. And I think the world has a better understanding of it than we give them credit for because they'll recognize life when they see it. Mm-hmm. Even Oprah understands some of this Mm -hmm. Um, and they're craving it. And so they're filling it. They're hungering and thirsting after things that Mm -hmm. are going to be cheap substitutes Right. Um, in the life of the church and in the life of the Christian. We have to get back to this idea, this concept and this practice of real um, relationship. It is marriage. It is covenant. It is spending time. Um, it's communion. Is it, yeah. It's communion. Is it reading the Bible? Yeah. Yes. Um, is, is it, is it sometimes just sitting in silence? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, is it engaging in ministry? It better be. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's all of these things, but it's none of these things. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, right. dividing what's a root and what's the fruit. Right. The root is relationship and faith and union. The fruit is all these things. All these things. That was, that was one of the more, um, beneficial things that you had ever said, mm. like on our last podcast was mm. that, you know, we we spend so much time with the fruit that we're forgetting the root <laughs> and it's sincere right. stuff. We're trying sincere. to fix the fruit, do the fruit and like, Oh, it's a root issue. Come on, let's get, or we're yeah. trying yeah. to hide the fruit. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And what we're talking about here with the Holy spirit is root. And that's what Jesus came to do. He solved the problem through his blood. John, the best say the, the, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's his fir- pro- first proclamation. And second is, and he who will come and baptize with the Holy spirit. Right. That's where I'm going to, I'm not just cleaning you up. I want to fill you up with me. Yeah. So what I, what I want to do, um, Unfortunately, we yeah. have to <laughs> come on. close it up. I know. Party um, pooper. I, <laughs> hey, we he's started. A, he's a wet blanket. We brought the is. party, bro. <laughs> Are you quenching the spirit? Right. I, That's another. Situation. I gotta go home and read my Bible anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you can feel better about your relationship with right. So I, I just want to allow both of you, um, fine mm-hmm. gentlemen, to uh, just give an, an exhortation, encouragement to those who would listen to um, engage mm-hmm. with. Um, the Holy Spirit, um, yeah, just in that deep relationship, like whatever you just might say to people who are listening, go, go for it. Give them freedom. Jeff, I will defer to, to do your it. Nazarene. But I want you both to give one. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. To your um, na- Nazarene. Your to last Nazarene. shot across to the your, bow. You yeah, got to change everybody's yeah. life right here. No I, pressure. There we go. No, <laughs> pressure. no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Um, this better be clutch. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Let's close in prayer. (laughs) (laughs) I see that hand. (laughs) No, the one, the one thing I would say, the one thing I would say is, and I, we went, we talked about it earlier. um, This idea of Jesus breathing on them. 
Um, mm. Here's our source of life. Mm. Um, quit spending so much time. The two tree mentality. Quit spending so much time at the wrong tree. Mm. Where you eat is is going to be the difference between life and death. Um, and quit spending so much time worrying about if you're alive or dead. Um, that's not the issue. Um, we've been brought to life in Christ. The issue is what does that life look like mm. and what are you becoming in it? Um, we don't look for signs of death. We look for signs of life and, um, and nurture that in your life. Um, because the, the life giver, the spirit breather is Christ himself. And that spirit dwells in us. Um, we're, we are the temple of the Holy spirit. And I just think that that's huge. That's good. Yeah. I think I would just say, um, agree with all that and that in all your learning, set your heart to learn the person of the Holy spirit, Mm -hmm. go get Bible verses, read a fresh, not just for theology, but how did the Holy spirit move in Paul's life? How did he talk about him? How did Peter, you know, and all you're getting, get the Holy spirit, you know, just making it a high priority. I think one of the greatest prayers, I'll be prayer all the time. Lord, fill me with Holy spirit, fill me with Holy spirit and father, teach me, teach me about this. And so uh, there is no greater, I think, you know, lesson, no greater subject than God himself. Theology means that the study of God and the study of God is the, yes, the work of the atonement redemption, but the person, the Holy spirit. And my last statement is to restate what we said earlier is that God is the reward of his own gospel. This, the, <laughs> your, your joy is not going to come from finding a good preacher, finding a good right. church service. It's God himself is eternal joy and eternal delight. We're not talking about something that's hard and going to be the doldrum. This is the center peace of your life. Yeah. Scripture says in, in his presence is fullness of joy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we want to be delivered from being a principle based people to a presence based people. Mm -hmm. The joy set before him. You know what I mean? He endured the the strength to endure the cross, to endure. Was that other side joy was the joy of of, the presence presence of the father, man. It's so good, man. I just, that was, that was a wild ride. It's like getting into a Ferrari for the first Ferrari. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and driving into truth. Yeah. Glad we right. didn't disappoint because they set that bar so high. <laughs> I, I was mean, like, we, we're going to fail. Dude. I mean, yeah. well, I was, uh, yeah. I mean, that was way more than I could have yeah. ever expected. And that was only well, we by the say, Holy Spirit. We did say Ferrari, not Maserati. So yeah. okay, we were right. You know, lo- lower upper class. Is that different? We are. Is that different than a Kia? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, we Ford Pintoed right into that one. <laughs> Hoop D. <coughs> Man, thank you all. Thank you guys for listening. want to ask you to just to do one thing. Go to SaltyDogsPodcast.com and uh, sign up for our emails. You'll get um, updates on when new episodes are coming out. Um, every other week is our schedule. So go check that out. Also, if you need to send us an email or ask any questions, uh, you can do that down at the bottom of our website. Um, and also, one more thing, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And whenever we release new episodes, uh, show us some love, give it a like and a share um, so people can get in on these Ferrari rides of awesomeness. Yeah. Gosh, I'm Coming just... to you from the Salty Dogs podcast. Yeah, we love yeah. you guys, and uh, I, I hope you guys were edified by this. And, uh, you know, we yep. love you. I mean, we do it, we do it for the. You know, for you guys and for us and for it's not for us at all. I don't enjoy it. it <laughs> I mean, I don't get anything out of these. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, guys. We'll see you. See you.